0: All right, what's up me dwellers? Stuart Anderson here with just a short introduction before we hear from Officer Kyle Wilkins. We're grateful for Kyle and the time he spent with me and Chip talking about safety, talking about cars, talking about being courteous, talking about being aware, how to be visible. Uh, Kyle is a canyon patrolman for the Unified Police Department here in Salt Lake City. And uh, when I approached the Unified Police to do an interview, you know, they put out a, an email to all of their officers and Kyle was the one that responded and said, I would love to speak to them. Although he thought we were a Harley Davidson motorcycle club. <laughs> so it was cool that once he found out we were cyclists that he wanted to be part. So super grateful for him and the time he took. He, uh, you know, took time out of his day to come and be with us. So grateful for him, thankful for the patrolmen that keep us safe and that respond to the emergencies that uh, take care of us, so. Kit pickups coming up June 7th. If you hear this in time, we've got a short announcement in the podcast about it. But June 7th, Sugarhouse Park at the Olympus Pavilion. We'll have all the kits and a team picture at 8 o'clock. So be there in your white 2022 kits. Otherwise, uh, you're not going to be in the picture. So uh, wear wear the right stuff. We'll have some sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats, uh, some socks. Uh, So we're looking forward to being together. That's next week. And uh, that's it, kit pickup. So, anyway, grateful for each of you. Thankful for the team. Thankful for those that uh, are leaders on the team that have been setting up rides, that have been posting out to group me, whether it's mountain bike or gravel or road biking. Uh, It's so fun to see the team come together and uh, work together to be together, to race together, to ride together. So keep it up. Keep connecting and, and making this a, a great group, so thankful for each of you, and uh, hope you have a good one. Thanks. All right. What up? Well, welcome to the A Podcast. Stuart Anderson, Spencer Chippy. Hey, everybody. Dr. Cop, doctor, <laughs> officer, Kyle Wilkins. Is that right? I say your last name right? Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Our officer Wilkins has taken the day off work. He's joined us in studio. We've never actually done podcasts yeah. live. This is the first right. time
1: we've ever done live. It's awesome. We're live.
0: Yeah. Well, not live, but I mean, like, together. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, we always do it over Zoom, so it's cool we're together. Yeah. Uh, if we air this podcast before next week, June 7th, Kit Pickup. So, we're doing team picture at, what's the pavilion? Olympus? Olympus
1: Pavilion at Sugarhouse Park. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, Olympus Pavilion, Sugarhouse Park. We'll be there at 7.30, and then picture will be at 8. Mm-hmm. And then we'll probably stay around till eight thirty nine. Yeah. But...
1: We've got some massage tables coming. Whoa. Stretch lab? Stretch lab is coming. <laughs> so because everyone will be in their spandex already for the photo, you're going to be all set That's to gonna be get weird. stretched out. Yep. <laughs> nice. Yep. Well, uh,
0: Kyle, I sent out a text last week to the team, and I said, we're going to have Kyle on. Does anybody have any questions? So no one, no one said questions, but I had six guys respond with gratitude texts. So one of them is uh, Dean Walker, uh, orthopedic surgeon on the team, wanted to say thanks. He actually caught you two weeks ago or last week. And I don't know if he stopped or if he just knows who you are, but you were sweeping the shoulder of one of the canyons. like as he was, So there was rocks, there was debris in the shoulder of the, the bike lane. And he said he caught you uh, sweeping the shoulder. Was it you? He caught me. I don't know if he well, caught well, you. I'm busted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. No, uh... Yeah, I think I remember that. It's I didn't cool. think anything of it.
0: You know, oh, I, we try to. Man, if a cyclist sees a officer doing something like that,
1: <laughs> it's so true.
0: That's awesome. Well, uh, maybe tell us about your like your journey as a officer, kind of how it started, and um, yeah, your career. Is okay. That good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So um, let's see. I I actually
2: in the beginning I like I, I don't know how I got into law enforcement. It was kind of weird. I always I, I wanted to be a teacher. I knew I wanted to do something like like some public service type job and I always thought I wanted to be a teacher but uh, when I was going to college one of my buddies one of my good buddies was like hey uh, um, you should come to police academy he like always wanted to be a cop since since he was a kid and you know that was his childhood dream so he's like hey you should come do police academy with me because you know you get a you make about as much as a teacher and you get to like do all the shooting training and fast driving and I was like and I you know I love I love guns and I love driving fast. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, so <laughs> sign me up and and ended up doing it. And uh, it's it's been a good it's been a good thing for me. It's been a, quite a wild ride. Um, uh, I started in 2002, and so I'm just coming up on my on my 20 year mark next month. And uh, yeah, um, it's uh, I started out working at uh, Salt Lake County Jail for a couple years, and then uh, came out as a deputy for the Salt Lake County Sheriff's Office. I uh, worked in Mill Creek, I worked in um, Cottonwood Heights before they made, made their own police department. Uh, most of my time I spent in Kearns, Kearns and Magna area. I was a school resource officer at Kearns High School for yeah. for several years. Nice. Um, I rode motors, I did bike patrol. I love, I'm a two wheel, yeah. uh, anything with two wheels, we gotta I tell that love story. it, <laughs> love it. So, um, and uh, I did a uh, special victims unit so, like sex crime stuff, I did. I was an investigator with that for a few years. And uh, now I'm kind of at the more towards the later part of my career. And I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm currently assigned at, at uh, in the, with, I'm with the Unified Police Department now, and I'm with uh, the Canyon. Canyon. The Patrol. Special Operations Canyon nice, Patrol. Yeah. So, cool. that is a good place
0: Can to Can you work. talk about that, the Canyon Patrols? Because that's who we see. How does that work?
2: Oh, yeah. So, Canyon Patrol is, uh, um, basically we're part of the unified special operations so that they do swat and canine and and uh, among other things search and rescue um and then they have put they have actual sworn officers police officers that are assigned specifically to patrol and and assist in the canyons so we provide services in all the canyons that surround salt lake county but our our main focus especially is immigration parleys. Uh, Mill Creek and Big and Little Cottonwood Canyons. And, and of course, if there's something that happens in, in the other areas, we, we respond to that as well.
0: Nice. Yeah, we, uh, so I put out, I don't know who I texted. I like just emailed Unified Police. I was like, hey, this is what we're doing. <laughs> and somebody from the media department responded to me. And then from your story, it sounds like the Unified Police put out like an email that said, hey, we've got this idiotic. <laughs> what did they call it a biker club biker, biker cl- group biker group that wants to do a podcast and so kyle was like well, i love motorcycles i'd love to talk to a <laughs> biker group and then when we talked on the phone you were like oh you're a cycle team like bikes <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yes so uh not a motorcycle but we still appreciate you coming to oh yeah talk and
2: to it's us. not that i think any less i just i I've, I've never rode biked actually like i have a mountain bike i love mountain biking I love dirt biking. I just love dirt biking. I have dirt bikes since I was a teenager. And nice. um, I've done all kinds of street bikes, you know, sport bikes. And I have a Harley now because I did motors and did the bike patrol. Like, I like I love riding on two bikes. And, yeah. you know, what's funny is, um, so, uh, yeah. So, at first, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take on this thing because I, <laughs> I, could, I could talk for days about <laughs> motorcycles if it's a biker group. I You know, I, yeah. I have so much to say. And so... Um, it was kind of cool. It was, in a way, it was kind of cool that uh, it's a cyclist, and I, I didn't know you guys are mountain bikers too. You're just, we yeah. were talking about that, but primarily road stuff, and I don't, I don't know a lot about that, and I, you know, I think, um, so I was like, okay, I gotta kind of get to know more about this, and and a couple of weeks ago we were up in Immigration Canyon, I was up there with uh, um, uh, the COP officer up there, and uh, he, we set up a little thing at little mountain like a little we saw and in some waters yeah, up there. yeah. we're handing out waters to people and i got to talk to a lot of road bikers and it was it was awesome like yeah. this one guy i talked to he uh he was showing me his bike and let me pick it up and fill it and huh. and i was like man you guys ride those bikes with those little skinny tires and you're going 45 miles an hour i'm like uh you guys you know what's must clank when you take the spandex <laughs> off because <laughs> yeah. that's that's like and, and he got me all excited like he was telling me about how because he, he was a, a, dirt, a duro, hard duro rider too and mm. uh, dirt bikes and stuff and he's like oh you gotta try cycling it's actually really fun so I might get a cycle <laughs> I might <laughs> do that you know that's was, awesome yeah. yeah
0: it was fun because when we got we got pulled over by Jake in immigration for doing two across in the single so there's that section of immigration where we're supposed to ride single file and he rem, he was with you like the two of you were up there and like in, the team knew you were up there like people saw you guys uh were you handing out snacks or just like water or what were you doing
2: yeah so we were handing out waters and cool. and uh, like little information pamphlets and nice. stuff just yeah, that's great. waving and talking to people cool
0: yeah hey well maybe tell us about uh we, we when we talked on the phone you talked about how your normal day usually picks up at about 11. like what does a normal day look like for you what do you do on a normal day so I mean I've worked the right, right- now I'm on day shift, so our our
2: day shifts are from like six a m to four p m and uh and then we have the night shift that comes in at four and they're there you know for shell two and then we have uh, other officers that can respond after that, but not a lot happens after that in the canyons so luckily mm-hmm. um but uh yeah, so we check on and um we do run up the canyons uh see make sure that there's not debris on the roads and make sure there's no cars that have gone off at oh, night yeah. and things like that <laughs> yeah um, and then uh, just, you know we'll get we'll we'll kind of switch canyons and check check all the other canyons just just kind of making sure we we got a, the pulse on the area and kind of know what's going on and yeah um, you know when more people start getting up in the canyon is when you know things get a little bit mm-hmm. more busy um, and especially it's kind of seasonal, like right now we're kind of picking up more, but the last couple months it's been kind of, we call it the mud season yeah. where it's kind of muddy and it's a little bit too cold and things aren't growing out yet. Yeah, it's not, not yeah. as you know, but there's not enough snow, but during the snow and during the, you know, non mud season, it is yeah. packed Crazy. in yeah. all the canyons. It yeah. just, and personally, I think it's awesome that people are getting out yeah, and getting sun on, on their skin and. Yeah. enjoying mother nature you know get taking that in and yeah
0: do so, you have a specific canyon like this is mine i go up mill creek or do you guys rotate
2: no we rotate mm. yeah so we have you know we work four ten, so uh usually at the beginning of the wheel beginning of our work week we'll uh, and this is just normal but it's totally not set in stone but it can be interchangeable depending on the needs but we'll start out uh, like the north canyon and work our way south mm. so monday usually up at immigration uh, on my Monday, i usually up in immigration and and Parley's area, and then in uh, East Canyon and, yeah. and oh, up, yeah, to big big Mountain, up to Big yeah, Mountain, up to Big Mountain. And then Tuesday we'll do Mail Creek. Wednesday we'll uh, or you know the third day, third work day we'll do uh, Big, and fourth work day we'll do Little. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know as needed we we'll, we also do little. Uh, we'll go check Corner Canyon we'll go check Lambs Canyon and other, yeah. you know some yeah, of the Mount nice. Air Lambs. some of the other yeah some of the other little canyons when Lambs is open at least yeah. I think it just opened it yep. it did so yeah
0: yeah if you need a gate key I got a family cabin up there so if you ever need to get up
2: oh yeah <laughs> I, and that's what's funny like when I when I got assigned to the canyon jobs they were giving me all this equipment like uh like little sticks to poke in the snow and a uh-huh. beacon and all this stuff and i'm like holy crap and then they give me this ring of keys and it is like a five inch ring oh with like yeah 100 keys on it i'm like geez, i didn't sign up <laughs> to be like a custodian what's right. this uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah it's kind of cool to be the the key keeper there's yeah. a lot of keys because I, I get anywhere <laughs> even
0: up to albion basin and little i mean there's there was That's right guardsman's key I mean, yeah there's a
1: lot of gates huh Man, that's cool, Kyle. We are up one of those canyons every morning, so it's um, we we I see mean, one we see of your you canyon and, and cross yeah. with you Every every single morning, so and which is what brings us here.
0: Yeah, and Chip had a good question yesterday, which was, if presented a box of donuts, is that looked on as a form of flattery, or is that?
1: <laughs> do you take
0: those willingly, or is that like this is like a bad joke? I mean like if someone offered you I,
2: I have someone offered you guys a bike a, a, a box of donuts I would, take it. Take I would it. take it I mean we'll take it okay I mean, we're just human we, of course we <laughs> love donuts who doesn't love donuts I don't know I mean like that's what we're nervous about giving no I, I think I think we take those <laughs> okay. jokes uh, with a lot of good with a lot of grace it's, good.
1: it's fun yeah that is
0: fun so uh, one of the biggest we've had a couple of our team members hit by cars so uh, we have just in this spring and that's kind of what spawned why I thought it would be fun to fun a uh, good idea to talk, what you see, how we can be safe, kind of, ma- if you know the feelings of drivers, that's sometimes where we, I think, tango, like, water and oil, like, why are they treating us this way? We're just, you know, sometimes these drivers, even on Facebook, they're like, they don't have the right to be riding, and I'm like, well, I, also, it's not like I just ride my family around in a on a bike, like, I have a car, uh, and I think... More than anything, we wanted to see your perspective on how we can stay safe, how we can be better interacting with drivers, maybe better obey laws. And more importantly, uh, one thing that we've seen is since 2020, like a huge influx in not only dumb cyclists, but just way more people in the canyons, way more people driving, like maybe a little more aggressive nature when it comes to to driving with cyclists. Um, So maybe your thoughts on that have you have you seen the same thing have, have you seen like more car cyclist interaction than in the past
2: yeah and i think we've all kind of seen the the increase of like frustrations and like road rage things you see on the news and yeah. it just kind of that uptick of i think angst and people kind of polarizing and being against each other especially you know from the i don't know if it's the covid thing the lockdown i don't i don't know you know what's causing it or maybe just the fact that there's a lot of people in, in the valley, it's growing a lot. Yeah. The sport's yeah. growing a lot. Mm. I mean, COVID made a lot of people go out and do the outdoors. And mm. a lot of them are new to it. So they don't yeah. know yeah. the right ways to do it. Yeah. So I'm, right. it's really awesome that there's groups like mm-hmm. Midoile. Did you uh, hear that? Yes. yes. He Nailed it. Great. Did I say that right? Excellent yes. pronunciation. <laughs> when you first called me, you are like, Midole. yeah, we're with Midoile. And I'm like, what? I'm like, well, I speak Spanish. And that means I heard. <laughs> that's yes, right. I'm you like, got it. I'm like, oh, okay. What's this about? You know, but it's, it's probably French or something, right? Italian. What does it Italian. mean? It means the same thing. You caused I'm me great pain. To pain. Yeah.
0: Really? Suffering, yeah.
2: yeah. In the context of like what? Like, like, like uh, liking itself? Like, yeah. Uh, okay. but it's a pain that you like yes yes okay i I get it I get it (laughs) that's awesome no so you know i and i hate to like talk about that type of thing um and and not to minimize you, you know your member that was in a crash or anything at all like that's i think it's a good conversation we all need to have uh often and but i also like to like not blow things out of proportion or be like a doom and gloomer like in reality, if you, like one thing that's surprising to me is how many cyclists I see in the canyons and really the risks that I see cyclists taking, and drivers, mm-hmm. especially drivers and cars and motorcyclists, mm-hmm. and that we don't have more crashes and our injuries. I mean mm-hmm. I know that we do have they happen, mm-hmm. you know, and they're terrible, but it's pretty amazing, I think. I just want to shed light on it. It's pretty amazing Ex- that we have so much shared use in yeah. such a small area. with such a huge population what are we over a million in the valley now and and that we don't have more so i think that's that's pretty cool that's like that's a good thing not only for the cycling community but for our community as a whole it's that's i think that's pretty i think we're doing pretty good we can always improve and we always want to be better and avoid anything like that
0: maybe expound on risks that's an interesting word like Mm -hmm. what do you see that you would claim like a site that's risky for a cyclist to be doing
2: well, I mean, it's, Be honest. it's hard for me to say because I'm not a cyclist and, and it's hard, you know, what's risky for uh, a person who's like, 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 uh, it's, it's maybe not risky for a drag racer to drive 200 miles an hour, mm-hmm. right? But, okay. uh, so, but I think um, when I see cyclists that don't have the right protective gear on, Um, or they're riding when it's bad lighting or they don't have like brightly colored apparel on, uh, and it makes it more difficult for motorists to see them. Um, or, uh, I think, I I don't know. I like, I I guess that's, I guess it's kind of risky. Okay. So like sometimes I see, I saw this one guy. skateboarding down little cottonwood canyon he had like a leather suit on. he was like going so fast and sliding out sideways and there's cars coming uphill i just i don't know like when i say risks i mean to me it's just risky to to just go down you know balls out down the canyon and and there's curves and there's rocks around curves and and idiots and subarus passing on the double yellow around that curve you know so stuff like that so not just risks that cyclists are taking i think cyclists take on a lot of risk anyways to yeah. be out amongst cars you know mm-hmm. that are always going to win so mm. and i think that's that's the key factor in keeping yourself safe is just you, you got to own that right yeah. Yeah. like yeah there's laws to protect us but our safety is ultimately our own responsibility yeah. so um but risks that other people take in the can. you talked about that skateboarder but like the motorcycles that we see you know in, in groups are going really fast and not wearing helmets and cars passing on WLs and you know just driving recklessly mm-hmm. you know people drinking or texting I don't know if yeah. bicyclists I don't know if that's a problem but it's funny I saw up there's in the when I was kind of doing my homework to talk about this like one of the things was don't don't text while you're bicycling i'm like dang (laughs) there's people that do that (laughs) that's
1: that's challenging that is not but i guess they have to spell it out i mean all right yeah yeah yeah
0: so you mentioned kyle before we started talking um maybe if if you were to offer a suggestion like to the team like i just pulled you guys over because i want to offer you some advice like what would you say to a group of cyclists like to be hands down like how do you be safe your thoughts um, I would say,
2: um, just courtesy is a big thing. And I know it's a two way street, but to be honest, like just, I mean, just being, and I think they probably, most of them probably do. So it's probably not new for everyone, mm-hmm. but just being mindful of, you know, being in, putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Like if you're driving, trying to drive up the Canyon and you're trying to get to your home. There's people that live up there, um, you know, or emergency vehicles, fire trucks, police cars and stuff like it's um, and and sometimes Sunday drivers or I don't know, whatever. And I just think like everybody across the board can be courteous. And I think that's the the biggest key thing, because if you're a courteous cyclist and you stay as far to the Mm right as possible and and if you're too abreast or you're riding with your friends and, and enjoying it, awesome. But, you know make sure you got like some what you got you're aware you're situationally aware like if you your are mirror you have your i saw this really cool thing this guy had like a uh it's like a radar on his bike post when mm-hmm. i was yes. up there the other day yeah. and then he had like his little garmin thing on yeah, his yeah. bike and it would like yeah it had a little mm-hmm. light indicator if a car's coming and it would like increase as it got close. like that's we have technology and use that to your benefit i think and i I'm sure most of you do. i probably preaching in the choir. Like, I'm just learning about this. You guys probably know way more about that than I do. So yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is courtesy. And um, don't let your emotions take over when when situations happen, nice. I think. Yeah. Um, it's easy to get mad and I know my rights and mm-hmm. get into an argument, but you just... You, you can't win with the car, and yeah. and realizing that there are dangerous people out there in cars. Mm-hmm. It's sad. I mean, we just recently had that uh, that that one day where like all those kids got run over playing yeah. in their yards, like that mom and yeah. the, and her two kids, and then the one and where the kids were like playing in the horse corral, and a yeah, car went off right. the road. You know, like not there there are some dangerous drivers out there. So um, don't let that keep you from following your passion and and enjoying riding and stuff, but at the same time you got to realize that there's a degree of risk of doing that and um take every everything you, every chance you can to to mitigate those risks you know great advice so. yeah
0: what about what about as a driver because we all also drive what if you were going to offer advice to a driver up immigration canyon like hey treat these cyclists like this would you offer the same advice uh
2: yeah, yeah. for sure like courtesy um realize that cyclists are they have a right to go and enjoy that like you want to go dri- the reason you take a drive up that canyon or ride your motorcycle up that canyon is because it's beautiful and the fresh air and the sunshine. like realize that other people like to do that too cyclists that that's a magical thing for yeah. them you know so uh right you know be be happy that there's people out there doing that instead of you know doing other yeah, bad yeah, things yeah. or whatever you know like like everybody's going through something and sometimes a lot of, and in, you know like my wife's a trail runner and so i know like a lot of times when people do something that's really physically challenging it's that's their way of like coping with mm-hmm. like hard things in life people going through divorces people lost jobs you know things like that so like just i i would say to motorists just realize that everybody has a right to enjoy the beauty that our canyons have to offer and um I guess be glad or be cheerful that other people are doing it just like you get to yeah. so, afford nice. them the right, and and then secondly I would just say like I don't think uh, it's it's shocking to see how many people don't know this I I guess it's not really shocking because I I didn't really know for sure but uh there you can pass on a double yellow um, as long as it's safe to do so on a you know use a left turn lane or a double yellow and you can pass a bicyclist legally mm-hmm. it's right in the statute so. I would say, you know, instead of get a frustrating, being frustrated and just hanging back behind the cyclists, because I'm sure they're like probably thinking, okay, go go past. You know, then they don't have to sit there and be watching their mirror and be, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, or feel like a burden to the traffic behind them. So that's what I would say to the cyclists: yeah. is use, you know, be aware of what you can and can't do, and use good common sense and good judgment and uh, you know, don't pass on a double yellow on a blind curb or a hill crest. Obviously, just like you, you wouldn't if there was a car parked or broke down in the road. But, um, you know, you can pass. Yeah. So some cars don't know that. Like some cars will get behind bicyclists and they they're frustrated because they want to go, but they're like think they oh it's a double yellow, so I'm stuck here. You know, and then they're mad at the cyclist. So I think just knowing knowing what the laws are and what the rules are, and yeah, what the norms are.
0: That's a big one. Yeah,
2: I think that yeah. that's the key thing. I think of keeping frustrations down with people is they know what they can and can't do, so they know. So give me the rules, let me play by the rules, right? And then on top of that, just being courtesy, you know, having courtesy. Mm-hmm. So I wrote I wrote down in my notes somewhere. Let me find it. Courtesy. So courtesy is a voluntary social behavior that exceeds our obligations under the law. Mm-hmm. So like, hmm. don't do just the minimum or. Right. or just what you know don't do something just because you can do something you know go above and beyond I yeah. Think.
0: yeah we we see that often uh a lot of the four-way stops that we come to if there's a car waiting and it's clearly their right they will the courtesy of a lot of these drivers will they they'll wave us through the stop like through the stop yeah. signs yeah. um that's a huge courtesy you know some of those drivers will be like well they those bikers can come to a complete stop yeah. and i'm gonna go but when we're at immigration or right below Bonneville Golf Course, mm-hmm. that neighborhood always waves us through those signs. Yeah. Um, very, very courteous, like yeah. drivers up there. So, uh,
1: Kyle, um, we want to hear that from you. What is, what is the law? Based on what Stuart just mentioned, uh, you you count you're approaching a four-way intersection. Stop signs are there. We're in a neighborhood. Um, cyclists have to put a foot down and stop, or can we roll through?
2: Yeah, that's a great question because for a lot of years, the law was the Utah laws, traffic laws for cyclists basically said you have to follow all the same laws as a mm-hmm. car, mm-hmm. Um, which it, it still does say that. But it does. They've added kind of an except, not an exception, but just uh, um, some ad- additional guidance to that law um, where it does allow a cyclist um, to that as long as it's like, say, it's a red light or a stop sign. Um, as long as they go a safe speed, they don't have to come to a complete stop. They just have to make sure that they, ha- they have the right of way. They're not going to impede anything and mm-hmm. that it's safe. So as long as it's safe to proceed, um, you don't have to stop at a stop sign or a red light. Um, like if there's no other cars around, you, you know, you're good. Yeah. Um, obviously, use good judgment. Um, and I, I think that's a great thing because... Um, and probably a lot of motorists that don't cycle don't know this, but it's like especially for a more beginner cycler, you have to unclick out of the pedals. Yeah. You're, you're like actually fixed to those pedals. Your feet yeah. are like – so if you go too slow or stop and you don't get it out right, like you just tip over, and that's so yeah. no fun. So Not fun.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: hmm. Yeah, They. I think they say – is it like the Yield? Mm-hmm. It it actually has a name, like the Idaho Yield or –
1: I don't know what the
0: stop give us the code how's yeah, got the code sure. printed
1: yes I
2: do um, so it's it's uh if you if you ever want to look at what Utah laws are you can just google them but it'll take you the main site that has that's actually like the code book that's online for the state laws um, is uh, um, oh my gosh my brain just went blank Utah it's it's Utah code so if you just mm-hmm. google Utah code and then it has um, so it's 41-6A-1105 is the code, there's like a dash, so 41-6A-1105, and you can Google that, and you can read all of this, but it, um, this one says, an individual operating a bicycle approaching a stop sign may proceed through the intersection without stopping at the stop sign if the individual slows to a reasonable speed and yields to the right-of-way to pedestrians that are either in this intersection or adjacent to the crosswalk about to cross Mm -hmm. um, or other traffic within the intersection or oncoming traffic Mm -hmm. so basically just as long as you're yielding you don't have to stop yeah treat it as like a yield got it and use good uh, judgment
1: use good judgment (laughs) use good judgment (laughs) before we before we leave the um the topic of how What is dangerous inside the canyons i think it's just important to reiterate what um kyle has mentioned Uh, you know speaking specifically to us cyclists and the midueli team it is so important to just be riding defensively because there are those upset drivers there's an upset driver every morning we summit uh, immigration Immigration canyon yeah she's and she's um, you know, but we like we keep saying a cyclist is never gonna win against a car. There's no room for us to be um, flippant or get upset or make a scene because you just you just won't you won't beat the car. And then you just have to remember what we are wearing. like Kyle just said, you guys are on these skinny tires, spandex. 45 miles an hour, asphalt, like common sense would say to all of us, um, it's different than when you're watching a race on TV where the road is completely closed to traffic, but we're sharing it. And so therefore, it's up to us to be super mindful of that.
0: I think I'd add on to that too, Chip. Like, People are so aware of who we are. Everyone knows our colors. Everyone knows our logo. Every cyclist knows that, oh, those are the barbacoa-sponsored riders. I mean, if you're acting like an idiot, it reflects on the team immensely. Mm -hmm. Like, you throw a water bottle at a car because they got too close to you. Dude, it is so easy to see our logo. Like, people know who we are. So, if I could encourage us, like, I love the word courtesy, you know being mindful being aware those are all that's all great advice for us especially cuz we're not some ragtag guy like riding some bike in a weird pearl Izumi outfit like people know who we are like they can tell those colors easily and
1: uh, if you're a jerk it'll reflect on all of us so yeah anyway and and then but then at the same time there are the unknowns and Kyle you you know this you, we we have had cyclists hit by mean and mad drivers and we've also had cyclists have deer etc jump right in front of them and crush the cyclists you name it coming flying down mill creek canyon there's there's deer so um rocks rocks and big cottonwood always on that one spot
0: maybe kyle that's a good thing to talk about somebody asked me that this week is your advice on you know what what is a good system for um like let's say i crash in big cottonwood on my bike <clears throat> do i instantly call you i mean what's a good rule of thumb when interacting with you guys
2: oh yeah that officers? that's a great question so um i would say it depends on the crash so okay. if if you're injured i think you should you should because an injury can seem minor especially right when you first crash cuz when you crash, you have this adrenaline dump, mm-hmm. and you may not feel pain mm-hmm. until later. Um, so having that documented, even if it's a single cyclist crash, if because if it's because there's rocks in the road or something, I mean, obviously, uh, if if it's just you, probably your your health insurance would just kick in for that. But um, if it's ever another motorist and there's damage or injuries. I would get a police report. That's my recommendation. Get a police report, have it documented, get the case number, um, take pictures of, of anything okay. you can. I mean, obviously your health is number one health and safety. So like I would say if a crash just happened, um, do a head scan, make sure you can look up, look left, look right. Um, those are some things that if you have start to have a concussion or become difficult, if you're start saying repetitive things, um, uh, that those are you know so make sure that your head's okay <laughs> Your think things are working on your head do kind of like a body assessment are all your bones in the right places are all your bones inside your skin you know obviously <laughs> like i said sometimes you can't feel pain when something crazy like that happens right away so um next the next priority i think would be your safety and the safety of the scene so i mean if, as long as you're not injured too bad if you're if you've if you got a yard cell on the road and you're on a blind corner, I mean you got to get that you got yourself primarily out of the way, but get you can if your bike and any mm-hmm. other things that might be a, a danger. Um, uh, you don't need to call nine one one unless there's injuries. Um, you can call our non emergency number, which is going to be eight zero one eight four zero four thousand. When you call either nine one one or the non emergency number. Um, They're going to ask you where you're at, your location. And they're going to ask you what injuries there are, if any. And they're going to um, ask you if there's another, if other parties are involved, like there's another car involved. um, They're they're going to ask you the license plate. So those are some things to kind of, you guys ever do the what if game? Like, yeah, if if you, as cops, we have to do that. Like, okay, what if I walk out of this restaurant and someone tries to ambush me or Mm -hmm. someone starts shooting? What What am I going to do? Where's my escape you know where's the secondary exits or where's my cover where's my concealment you know things like that um and i think all of us can benefit from playing the what if game so when you're riding and if you have a a moment of you probably have some time where your mind kind of wanders start to think about it what if i crashed right here and this you know what what would be the first thing i would do Mm -hmm. or what if my buddy crashed right here what you know do you do you have id on you Do you you have an accountability person that you told before you left on your ride, you know, hey, I'm going to go for a ride. This is where I plan on going. I plan on being back around this time. That way, if you don't come back, if they don't hear from you, Mm -hmm. you know, they can start looking and start wondering and start looking for you, you know. So those are some things I think uh, carry a... We all have phones, and we all have our emergency contacts in our phones. But write down something in your wallet too. Have your ID and something in your wallet because sometimes phones are locked, so um, or the battery dies. Mm-hmm. And if something happens, we just roll up on a on a cyclist who's unconscious or or something. You know, it's important to have, uh, some someone to get in touch yeah, with. Yeah. You know. So Kyle,
1: on that note, I'm going to show Kyle my road ID here that Stuart and I are both wearing. Would this be – so how frequently have you had to be like, okay, you know, he's unconscious. At least check for – or he's not, you know, speaking properly. Let's at least grab the um, contact information. Um, mine gives all kind of medical information, my wife's phone oh, number. yeah, blood type or allergies. Uh-huh. Those
2: would be good information to put on there. Um, yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. Those are – that's a great idea another like,
1: shout out for yeah the team to just worst case scenario they find you on the side of the road and there's yeah you know they need to have access or to in them.
0: a river in lambs <laughs>
1: i'll make sure i pass that on to the to all the guys and i'm,
2: I'm sure they would that, that's yeah these really road big, ids good thing
0: to, yeah. to know about yeah so yeah yeah we i crashed once in lambs there's no service up there like you're stuck like you're hiking out or your buddy's hiking out mill creek's the same Yep. like when those rescue guys come up mill creek it's like we don't know where he is usually it's a buddy that's like had to go all the way down and then they're coming back up like he's somewhere on pipeline yeah and i i was with charles once and there was like four rescue guys like running up the trail with a stretcher they had
1: no clue where the where he
0: was Mm they're just helicopters we've seen in yep. Mill Creek. Um, yeah, it's good to play What If. Yeah. That's smart.
1: That is really smart. Good advice. Yeah. What if. Uh,
0: another thing, Kirby carries one of those mm-hmm. InTouch yeah. Garmins. that oh, work. Yes. It works everywhere. Um, yeah. So if he's up in Mill Creek or someplace weird, he can always have a signal to his wife. Yeah. Anyway.
1: I
2: even carry, like, it's a thing called a Zolio. It's just like an touch, It's just yeah. a different brand, different device. But it, it basically bluetooth to your phone so like when you're at a service you can still text still really? works yeah, yeah it sends the text to the yeah. satellite service and it's smart. like uh it's like it's not that expensive it's like 20 mm-hmm. bucks a month for the service yeah so yeah That's smart mm-hmm. very, good.
0: very good okay well i've worked through all my questions um we talked about what cars and cyclists to uh, this is the last one and we've kind of covered it but if you had anything else is there anything that you see where you're like, oh, here we go again. Like, I'm rolling up on another car cyclist accident. Is there, a, is there like a common denominator that you're constantly seeing where a car and a cyclist are in trouble? Like, here's the top three reasons why I'm always seeing a cyclist getting hit. Is there... Um,
2: I, I want to say visibility is probably the number one thing. Visibility, not just like what you're wearing and things like that, but... Um, the lighting, the environmental features, you know, if it's a blind curb or a hill or things like that. Um, I think that's the number one thing. And I, I've, I transferred to the canyons a little over a year ago now. So, um, knock on wood, I have not had a cyclist vehicle. I've had cyclist crashes a lot. Mostly mountain bikes were search and rescues helping them, but um, but I haven't had a car versus cyclist, That's so incredible. it's, so yeah, so that's a good thing. I know, I know my partners have, so I know it happens. Yeah. Um, and that's why I say I'm kind of shocked that we don't have more yeah. of these. So Same. luckily we, that's good, but I have had, uh, other instances in my career in patrol I'm only in the city. And a lot of times it's kids, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's, and I, I think the biggest, um, attribution to that is they're smaller, they're hard to see, mm-hmm. they pop out of driveways, they pop out of, you know, crosswalks, and cars don't see them, or it's nighttime. A lot of other ones we've had, it's just, you know, they're riding in the dark with no lights, yeah. or the reflectors or whatever, you know. So um, being seen, I think, is probably the one of the biggest factors nice. when you're talking about bikes versus cars. Yeah. yeah. Um, and
1: Yeah. Yeah, we agree with that.
0: Yeah, we always ride... We're usually mornings before work. Most of us have kids, so we've had, we got all the lights. Like a, <laughs> like a Christmas tree. <laughs> like a school bus. We look like a school bus going up the canyon. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's yeah. the best way to be.
0: Uh, sensitive topic, you don't have to answer, or I can edit it if you want me to. Okay. Immigration Oaks. You know the turnoff? I do, yeah. Is it legal for us to ride up there?
2: Ooh, I don't know if I could speak on okay. that or not. It's it says it's a private That's right. road, so it's uh, if you. So basically, according to what the signs say, and this is probably what I'd go by, is if you are a guest in that neighborhood, you're going to someone's house that you know there, and okay. they've invited you, or you know, you're good. Okay. Um, otherwise, it is marked that it's a, a private road. I, think they have an HOA up there and they they cover the costs of their roads and their roads maintenance and stuff so i guess they can make the rules you know they built the roads they can make the rules for them Mm -hmm. so i would say be very respectful of that and uh we do get because because they do watch and we do get calls out there yeah and there's cameras everywhere yeah Mm -hmm. okay
0: we'll keep that in the podcast then you've been warned
1: yes i i
2: know i agree i agree (laughs) agree.
0: (laughs) it's good yeah
2: I think this, the the single biggest complaint for immigration is the um, single file. I think yeah, yeah. if people can just really make it a point, and I know there's situations where you can ride two breast, but if you just make it a point to ride single file if there's cars around, just just do it. Yeah, that's that's my best advice.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kyle was exasperated there. Just do it. Just <laughs> do it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm it, Kyle. You are awesome. Very cool. Any anything else, Chip? Any other questions?
1: No, n- not really. I it's it just opens up so much for us to think about, I think. Yeah. We love being out there and uh but we also have to remember to just think about the what ifs. We've talked about that and just be overly cautious on the defense, you know. Yeah.
0: I agree. Any else, Kyle? No, I I think you got all.
2: Yeah. It was a good conversation. I appreciate you guys yeah. having me today. Yeah, man. You're awesome. Really yeah.
0: Good. I hope you're on the scene when I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say when something happens, but, yeah, yeah, it's really cool.
2: Well, I hope to see you guys more when, when we're out there handing out water bottles and yeah, man. giving you high will, fives. And maybe someday I'll be riding with you. Yes. So, right. That'd be awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> I got to save up, though, because, man, bikes sure cost a lot nowadays. <laughs> yeah, did you look <laughs> them up? Did you, you get, look You up? get what you're paid for, though. Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you look them up? Is that one of the things uh, you do? Well,
2: yeah, and, and, you know, just talking with the riders up there. Yeah. They'll show me their bikes, and I'm like, what? Well, I don't want that bike. I want this bike, but this <laughs> yeah. bike's $5,000, $10,000. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy to spot the, the more expensive one. <laughs> Tell the
0: force you need it. Yeah, it's got to be a work experience. Right. See,
2: you know what? They they get for the Canyon Patrol, we've got some Trex, uh, full uh-huh. suspension All e-bikes. Right. So, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah that's, they're awesome. That's so, really cool. fun. I don't wow. know if we could sell them on road bikes because... I
0: don't know. If it's an e-bike, you ride right, right next to us. That's That'd be awesome.
2: We'd need it too. We yeah.
0: need e-bike. All righty. <laughs> well, we'll let him go. I know it's been uh, we've been together for an hour, so uh grateful for our time. Appreciate yeah. you, man. All right. Well, thank
2: you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, everybody enjoy their their rides.